0: Okay, so this will be my half of the recording for the podcast called The, Deep, the Social Deep Dive. And so, let's start. Hello, my name is Daniela, and welcome to the first episode of The Social Deep Dive podcast, where in this podcast, we take a deeper look from the surface into social issues affecting members of our society, the Black community. This episode will be about miscénage noir and the intersection between womanhood and blackness. So let's start with some background information on the term miscénage noir. The term was coined in 2010 by a black feminist, writer Moya Bailey, to address the intersection between the discrimination that black women face because of their race and the discrimination they face because of their gender. And in order to properly understand this term, we must properly understand the intersection between Blackness and womanhood and how these compounding identities have affected Black women not only in the past, but currently. The history behind the term is a long history, and just like many other forms of discrimination, it has colonial roots. One of the earliest examples of discrimination against black women can be found in the history of slavery in America. Black women were often forced to work as domestic servants and field laborers, and were also subjected to sexual abuse by their white masters. They were denied basic human rights and as the right to vote, such as the right to vote, and were often treated as improperly, as property rather than human beings. These beliefs persisted into the 19th century, even when Black people were granted freedom after slavery and were pursuing suffrage and civil rights. In spite of their hard work, they weren't taken seriously. Black men and white women usually led civil rights organizations and set the agenda to prioritize their own interests relative to their own. Excuse me. They often excluded Black women from their organizations and activities. For example, the National African Women's Suffrage Association prevented Black women from attending their conventions. Black women had often had to march separately from white women in suffrage parades. Could you imagine an organization that is for Black women not allowing Black women to march with other women? Now... Here is some things to discuss about. When it comes to the mention, this word stereotype, it's defined very, very rude. The stereotype against black women, the angry black woman, is a very critical representation that is placed on black women and has been placed on black women from the beginning of time. And we have to take into account that this stereotype holds lack of understanding and lack of information and it doesn't truly unless you are a black woman you really don't understand how this would affect you as a young woman coming up aspiring to have something for themselves you know the rumors about the african american woman being untrollable and always having a high sexual lust is very untrue and yes, there are a few representations. I mean, look at the rappers in the black community. You know, they do over-sexualize themselves, but that is because I feel like they feel that's all they can do. Because back in the day when black female artists were coming out, the oversexualized clothes, they were very modest. They had clothes on with little to no slits. And I feel like what it has become to now is It has become a norm. And because the artists display themselves that way, society feels that all Black women are over sexualized and they overdress and they overlust. And it's very rude to be described with words such as barbaric, inferior, and also more undeveloped because the characterization that we are ill-tempered, bitter, and overbearing, and also aggressive is very untrue because that is not a description of every Black woman as every Black woman has their own personality. And, you know, there is moments in history where they feel that they can justify this use of stereotype being the fact that in African culture, there are dances. And, you do shake your body a lot and because as black women our bodies have a little bit more meat on them so we are thicker and white people use that to try and say that oh look at them dancing they're over sexualizing themselves, shaking their whole body that way which is not true this is a spiritual dance this is a cultural dance it has nothing to do with being over sexualized you know so The names that we've been called in history, Jezebels, and also Black men get this stereotype as well because they get portrayed as aggressive, they get portrayed as sexual predators, they get portrayed as brutes in history. So the stereotype goes for both sides, male and female, but males tend to make it farther as because they are males. And as a female it's already hard in the society to get any recognition and then to add the fact that you are minority female puts a little bit more of a radar on you when it really shouldn't it shouldn't have an effect on anything that has to do with you trying to get a job the labor statistics say that black women make up seven percent of the workforce which is a with very low positions and these are just regular day-to-day jobs. This is not CEO statistics, you know? So these statistics have nothing to do with women because there are very successful Black business women. But there's a few of them, which is very sad because every woman should get to do a chance because they, we never are met with a fair chance. As soon as I go into a job interview, the perceptions with the stereotypes that have been portrayed for Black women are already stippling through this person's head, meaning I am already at a loss. I'm already at a disadvantage before I even get to say anything. So the lack of consideration for the Black women's contribution to social causes is are hard to ignore, and the prominent leaders in both women's suffrage movement and the civil rights movement have publicly expressed their disinterest in Black women's rights and freedoms. Now, some current struggles we need to talk about are the health care. The health care is yet another area where Black women face significant challenges. They are more likely to experience poor health health outcomes, such as high rates of hyper- hypertension, and diabetes, and are less likely to have access to the quality of health care that we need. Black women are more likely to die from breast cancer and other diseases because we are more prone to them. And there is no research and representation in the healthcare system that fields to help the understanding of the different health issues. In addition, the fact that Black women also face discrimination and violence in their personal lives. They are more likely to be victims of domestic violence and sexual assault and are often not taken seriously when they report these crimes. And the struggles that are not limited only in Canada and the United States, but are globally, Black women around the world have faced discrimination, colonialism, colonialism, and racism in their homes. And it's very important that we acknowledge, acknowledge that these struggles are not unique and are individually to black women but rather systemic issues that need to be addressed there is more need for representation more understanding and more empathy in order to make a real change now to say that there's solutions is to say that there's no brick wall because this is centuries and years that this stereotype has been portrayed on the Black community, Black men, and especially Black women. And one solution I would really, really, really like is that we prove them wrong. Because Black women deserve a chance. They deserve proper healthcare. They deserve proper employment. They deserve a chance. And now I'm not saying, you know, the people who choose that lifestyle. If they choose that lifestyle, style, so be it. But for the women who want to be CEOs, who want to be doctors, who want proper healthcare, who want a proper job, they should be given a chance because of the work they've put in. Not because of the stereotypes that has been placed on them. Because you've never met this person, but you would think that they act this way because that's what you have been told. And that's what for centuries has been told to you that that's a representation of how we truly act, which is false. So I feel like going forward for all the Black women who do want to have things in life, want to be a CEO, want to be in the marketing, want to be in any sort of business, healthcare, any job you wish to do, make sure you make it known that the representation that was put on you is untrue. Because it is very untrue. And I really do hope that whoever is listening to this tape, this podcast, really takes that to heart. Because I know everyone who is young is taught, meaning you can still be taught that this idea that black women are aggressive and mean are not true. And I. And this is the end of the first episode of the Social Deep Dive. We thank you all for listening. And if you have any questions that you would like answered or any comments you would like to email us with, please don't hesitate to email us at 691847 at pdsb.net or 871809 at pdsb.net. Thank you all for listening. You have a good day. Bye.